This is Sean Granham, aka Sean Gran, and today I'm talking to one of the most exciting prospects to gain prominence this year, and his name is Swindell. How are you doing Hello. today? Not too bad, not too bad. Awesome. So, what's your musical background? My musical background, yeah, um, when I was oh, maybe six or seven years old, um, I don't know, mum just showed me the trumpet and was like, do you want to play this? And so, you know, being a young kid, saw a shiny instrument, of course, I wanted to have a go. Um, and yeah, I guess from there, I never really stopped. I, I switched over to trombone in high school and I've been playing uh, brass instruments pretty much up until this day. Um, doing a little bit of piano as well, but that's sort of like an on and off thing. It's more just for me, not so much performing. Um, but yeah, uh, playing instruments has been a big part of my life ever since I was young, so yeah. So does that mean you still play the trombone? Yeah, um, I just finished high school, so I haven't been playing as much, but yeah, I just finished some big exams uh, for trombone. So yeah, pretty pretty intense stuff, but still playing, yeah, still going hard. Awesome, and you made it sound like you're doing performances with that, is that right? Or yeah, uh, well, I mean, me playing brass instruments, I was sort of uh, brought up on more of a, not so much a classical, but a, uh, a traditional sort of background. Um, and so, yeah, I would be doing a lot of performances uh, for school assessments and that sort of thing. Not so much uh, performing as in like a concert or whatever, but uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, sort of training and uh, schooling, educational stuff, yeah. Yeah, so how did you get into production then? Production? Uh, hmm. I think um, when I was maybe 11 or 12 years old, I um, I remember my parents, they bought this big uh, Mac, like desktop computer. And you know, it comes like with iPhoto and iMovie and like garage band and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm pretty sure I just hopped on there one day and I just wanted to mess around with um, GarageBand so I hopped on and you've got all these like crappy like inbuilt loops and stuff and I was just sticking them all together and seeing what they sound like and I mean if you had to listen to the stuff I was putting together back then it sounded bloody awful but um, I uh, I don't know I, that sort of experimentation uh, I don't know it just got me really interested and so I sort of did my research and got into it a bit more uh, and then when I'm a, uh, I was maybe like 14 or 15 or something, uh, I discovered Ableton and uh, I sort of just worked really hard at getting myself familiar with that. And uh, I don't know, same thing. I just never really stopped and <laughs> here I am. Awesome. So what kind of music did you grow up on as far as like what your parents were playing? Yeah. Um, oh, well, honestly, my parents aren't. It's strange. I'm really the only musical person in my family, both uh close and extended so uh not too much influence actually came from my parents but i guess my dad does uh he he sort of brought me up a little bit on um some older rock stuff like the clash the sex pistols and whatnot um i mean a lot of it i a lot of the music that i got brought up onto was through playing trombone and stuff like that so i'm really big on jazz and um the big band stuff and that's I guess uh, sort of present in the music that I make. I really like to put all these like funky leaks and stuff in there just because it's, it's the stuff I've been playing ever since I was young. Um, and then I guess hip hop and stuff. I, I, honestly, it's it's hard to say, man. Like uh, just been open and listening for, for a few years now. It's not so much being brought up by a particular person or whatnot. I just have an open mind to it, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess the, you've just yeah. encountered different uh, yeah, sources exactly. or influences and obviously they lead to other ones as well. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like a particular, um, uh, what do you say? wasn't like a particular catalyst for yeah. one thing. Yeah, it was just sort of me being, I don't know, experiencing the world around me, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does, it does. Uh, yeah. So have you always produced this window or did you have a different um, alias? No, I had a bunch of different aliases, which I won't tell you because they're really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I had like a bunch of uh, different aliases. I was making like glitch hop and dubstep stuff back when I was a bit younger. Uh, the, the whole Swindale like beats type thing only really came to fruition like uh, maybe just under a year ago. So it's been pretty it's been pretty nuts all the all the attention it's been receiving. It's cool. Yeah. So what was the first song you uploaded as Swindale? Oh, uh, because right oh, now I think it's bad. LSB Room, but I'm pretty sure you, you oh no, no, take no, it down. I've way more hit you. that. Yeah, that was actually. Uh, how long? That was like six months ago, actually. But um, no, there was. There's definitely more stuff that I um have uploaded before that. Oh God, first thing as Swindell. Hmm, that's really hard to tell, man. Um, oh, I've got all these uh, old demos. I think one of them was called Ode to Skunk Paste or something like that. Skunk Paste is like this really weird YouTuber who just makes really messed up videos and. I don't know. I just made a bit. Uh, I wanted to make something really weird, so I just called it that. Um, I think that might have been the first one that um, that I uploaded to Swindale, but that demo is long, long gone now. I don't know if anyone could find it, but yeah, it's it's been a long time since then. I'm sure there'll be a, a couple of people hunting after they hear this uh, interview. <laughs> uh, oh, did, did you ever send it to him? I might clean it up and um, I might clean it up and upload it or something. Who knows? <laughs> For sure, man. I mean, it's your first one, so it must be kind of important yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah. Just out of interest, where does Swindell come from? <laughs> I get this question all the time. I Swindell is my, is my surname. It really is. Oh, okay. See. Yeah. People, people ask like a... me, like, yeah, what does Swindell mean and stuff? And I go, oh, that's just my name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what does it mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. just my last name. It's a, it's a weird last name, but it, yeah, it's not. Uh, no, no, I think I think it's, it's interesting because I mean, seeing Sid Swindell. Yeah, like that, that you're just trying to tell people I'm Sid and then what's Swindell. Yeah, well, that is not that's my full name, Sid Swindell, or yeah. Sydney if you prefer. But yeah, <laughs> cool. So speaking of Get It Your Groove, uh, that might be the track most people know you for. How did that yeah. song come together? And has Sam ever heard it? <laughs> um. <laughs> I've actually received a, a bunch of criticism for like the name Gelatrigu, which is fair enough. I mean, people raise a good point when they, uh, the reason why I called it Gelatrigu was because um, one of my friends told me about like supposedly what sample packs he uses and stuff. So I just went and downloaded a bunch of them and uh, just messed around with all these percussion sounds. And I made like a really sort of uh, complex like percussion loop out of them. I didn't really know what to call it. So I just called it Gelatrigu because I, I don't know, I was, I was jacking, Geltry style or whatever. People tell me it doesn't even sound like him, which is a fair point. But, um, I mean, I don't know if he's actually heard it or not, but I, um, I did a remix contest for that, that tune, like, uh, uh, a couple months after I uh, put it out. And, uh, Sam Geltry commented on, like, the Facebook post that I made saying, can I enter? 
and I was just right, yeah, you cheeky bugger. So I was just like, yeah, you can only do that if it's going to be like a generic trap remix. But I don't know, man. Um, I guess he might have he might have heard it. I know he heard the uh, I uh, did this EP teaser thing, and I he liked that. So I think I know. I, I think he knows who I am, who I am, or the fact that I exist. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But am I not wrong in that you actually use sound from the short stories EP in the song? Ah, uh, yes. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I sampled monochrome. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? The end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thought so. Yeah. But it does have some relation. I guess so. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know the legalities of that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. I mean, it's a, it's a great song on its own. Thank you. Of uh, the relation to Sam. Uh, did you expect it to blow up as much as it did? Because it was originally um, a demo, wasn't it? And then you were asking. It was a demo. It was really strange. Like, um, oh, I remember uh, when I uploaded it. Uh, well, I le- uploaded the uh, like the preview demo thing. I just, yeah, it was literally me just messing around with the percussion, and I put up like a what a fifty-second demo of it or something. And this was like at three o'clock in the morning because I was doing some music homework that I had like June the next day, and I just couldn't be bothered. So I just started like messing around on Ableton and I put this up just almost like half not serious like a like a, not a joke but you know what I mean yeah um, and yeah people were just like yeah finish this finish this I was like oh crap like hey you actually got you guys actually like this that's that's weird but anyway um yeah after that I just finished it up and I released it through uh Zen's Premacy on their Stay Zen tape uh and yeah I don't even know how how that got so much um like yeah, the the fact that so many people listen to it is, is quite weird, but uh, it's cool I guess. There's not much to complain about. <laughs> you sound so passive about success, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's good because you led into my next question, which was going to be uh, about that song being released through Zen Supremacy. How did you link yeah. up with the Amsterdam based? Um yeah, Zen. Oh, I can't remember. I oh uh, this was this would have been early earlier days. Uh. I don't know. I think I was just listening to one of their um, one of their like uh, compilations or, or releases or something, and I just commented something like uh, something uh, similar to like "I love Zen Supremacy." It was just like yeah, showing general support. And um, the guy who runs it, Sin, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, yeah. dot s i n h. Yeah, I question um, the yeah. pronunciation all the time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a clue. But yeah, he um. He runs it, and he he hit me up, being like, "Yo, uh, we'd love to like get you um, working with us." And I was like, "Yeah, cool." And they said, uh, "Would you be down to do something uh, for the compilation?" And so, yeah, I just submitted that. <clears throat> awesome. And you also write for the Alea blog occasionally, right? Uh, yeah. Up? I mean, I haven't done it lately because I've just been a lazy turd. But um, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was. I just started writing uh, like little music reviews and stuff on um, this little Tumblr page I run uh, like a few months ago. And I mean, I worked with um, the LA guys because I released that tune Chow on it. And uh, I don't know, just the guys who, who were involved in that, they're all lovely. And <clears throat> I was just writing a few things up on this Tumblr page of mine. And um, I saw that they had a blog and I just asked them, like, would it be cool if I like did like some guest blogging or whatever and they said yeah and they just got me in and now I have like access to their WordPress and stuff so I can pretty much yeah just write something up and get confirmation and send it out so yeah it's it's cool for me that I get to like 
I mean, if I'm feeling compelled to write something, you know, give praise uh, to a particular piece of music that I'm enjoying, and then you know, uh, get them a bit more exposure, I think that's, I think that's really cool. Because you started out writing music reviews in that blog just for yourself, right? It wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I haven't updated it for a while, but it still is. Yeah, just for me, pretty much. And like all the writing I do, um, or have done, I just stick up there. And uh, if I decide that I want to like use it for a bit more, then I go out to yeah the Alaya blog and say, hey, would it be cool if I um, got this up on your blog as well? So yeah. Wilson. So, what's the reason for the fuck Swindell hashtag? The Twitter <laughs> handle, which is Swindell fuck. Oh, no, no. There's, look, there's literally no reason. Actually, okay. Half the time, I'm just a total dick. And like, for the um, the Swindell goes to America EP thing. Yeah. Uh, the whole like the the crowdfunded campaign and stuff. Um, yeah, there were a few people who like didn't agree with it and stuff, and you know they were like, yeah, that I think that's like not respectful and like not putting, uh, like you know you got to work hard for this sort of stuff. And I can see where they're coming from, but for me, yeah, I was just like, you know, I think I'm doing like a a, a smart thing, you know. And yeah. yeah, I I'm the sort of person who will say to other people, yo, don't even worry about like people hating on you. But I'm the person who will worry. Like yeah. I'll, like the one person that disagrees with me, I have to, I just have to win, you know? So yeah, the, the fuck Swindell thing, it's, it's just me being a twat, like a satirical twat, I don't know. Just, yeah. I, it's like mocking people, mocking me, you know? Yeah, and I guess it makes it more okay as well when it is about because you're almost oh. pushing it forward, if that makes sense. I don't know if you agree. Oh, yeah, but no, it's it's such a dumb thing, man. Like, yeah. honestly, I spurred so much crap out. Like, I was, it's I was not, curious. Like... <laughs> it, it, but, yeah. it does sound kind of self-depreciative, but I mean, it's, it's also just a thing. It no, it was just, it's, it's just an me. Fuck have have for a while. Having a stab at the people who are hating on me, but it does, does, doesn't matter. I mean, no one's, you can't please everyone. Yeah. <laughs> course uh so what's the scene like for your style of music in australia i obviously have my own opinion um, but i'd like you to tell me yeah uh well i mean with the i guess what i would like bracket my music under is like yeah it's sort of like uh instrumental hip-hop you know like the beat scene type thing right yeah and i mean in australia it does exist it's just a little bit more to the um a little bit more to the electronic music side as opposed to like the beats side if you know what i mean um so like more edm trap type stuff you know is is, is uh, quite a prevalent thing here um and i have played a few gigs around here and like there i do have support in australia which is really cool um but i guess it's still like the whole and i hate using like the, the term selection to like <laughs> To like to like to like represent the entire thing, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, everyone yeah, does. Everyone instrumental, does. soulful, hip hop type stuff. Um, yeah, it's still sort of an upcoming thing here, or at least from what I've seen, it's still sort of a um, a thing that's uh, coming up uh, on the rise. And yeah, I guess I'm just trying to push it as much as I can. Yeah, it's interesting because when I interviewed your homie Han808, aka Mahan. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. He said the same thing about New Zealand. Oh, and really? I'm well, sure that there's yeah. a, it's yeah. very similar for anywhere outside of America specifically. For example, Japan, where I am as well, too. Yeah. yeah, so who would you say are like your producer homies in Australia? Because you work Australia. a lot with Montel, 
I haven't a lot, but I, we have been talking a lot and I would love to work with him more. The reason okay. why uh, is because I went over to New Zealand to play a few uh, shows just uh, been a week or so ago. And yeah, I just linked up with him and Han 808 and stuff and oh, just, just a great bunch of guys. It was really cool. And I'm so like upset that I was only there for three days, you know, like I had one day which we went into Red Bull Studios for, which was dope, dope. Um, and then two shows and then I had to go home and I was sort of, you know, pissed off that like I couldn't spend more time there. But um, yeah, those are, I guess, those guys, New Zealand. In Australia, um, producer homies, I've got like a few, but they aren't really is you know still coming up like uh just today i um funny you should say that i just got back from um a couple hours ago i just got back from uh city of sydney and my friend uh bad rapper is his alias okay um okay. he's leased out this little spot in the city which is sort of like just a little office studio space got nice monitors and um just like some dj gear and stuff it's a really cool space to just vibe out and hang out with friends and make music and stuff so yeah i i have a lot of uh producer friends who are yeah us are still on the low i guess um who else i've got some notable ones um australia oh uh we've got guys who are a little bit more into that like i don't know if edm is like an adequate term but that side of for like the EDM tracks type stuff. Yeah. Uh, we have Enshway and Lude and uh, a bunch of other guys on this collective that I work with called the Southeast Grind. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's sort of who I link with, but there are a lot of uh, really talented Australian dudes that um, I would love to not just work with, but just to hang out with and vibe off of. Like, uh, Herz Lloyd is, is probably my strongest example. Yeah, um, yeah he's crazy. And uh, he came up to Sydney to play a show like a couple, like a month ago or something. And he was like, uh, he just, you know, he, he goes so hard when he's playing his set. And I, I, I really wanted to talk to him, but I didn't want to interrupt his vibe. So I didn't really get a chance to introduce myself and stuff. But um, yeah seems like a cool dude and yeah there's a bunch of other guys in australia that i think i would like to do the same thing with just yeah link up and meet really yeah so the southeast grind are they actually just australian artists because i've got all uh not so just australian artists but uh, a lot of them based here yeah and yeah mostly yeah mostly australian and then the guy who um is behind it all is up in brisbane so yeah uh we yeah there are a few uh guys who are out further but yeah i'd say a good majority of them are from australia awesome so tell me about the wuxi collective wuxi wuxi uh, uh, they they are a bunch of even more local than the southeast grind actually um a bunch of local dudes that i've been talking to the guy who runs it uh tdy he um he's the one who yeah he's behind it and uh, aside from him we've got yeah me uh, a friend of mine, Gudu, uh, and then a few other dudes who are a little bit further out from Sydney, um, Sequel, Ventures, and a bunch of other guys. Um, yeah, it's essentially just a local, we're, we're big on the, yeah, sort of like more trap, like dirty trap stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just a, another collective and we've done a few, uh, done a few like wooshy takeover shows, which have been really cool. Um, so yeah, that's basically what it is. Just another uh, team. Awesome. 
So in your other bits of me playlist, which collects your tracks and mixes uploaded by accounts that aren't your own, there's yeah. an entitled song by a supposedly American artist called Kagwe. Yes, Kagwe. Why is that um, in the playlist? Okay, so it is a song that I worked on with him, but is it is it the one that has no title? Yeah. Yeah, Kagwe, he does that. Oh, Kogwe, I think is how it's pronounced, actually. Yeah, but yeah, he does that a lot. Inf yeah, he does that. His whole SoundCloud page has no titles in his track. <laughs> I noticed that. But, yeah. yeah um, but if you look in the link of all the stuff, then you do have the titles of his um, his works. The uh, the one that we worked on should be called, and I'll just double check, Interpretation. Uh, and that was uh, uh, essentially. I'm actually just reading off the description right now. He uh, had a he had a bunch of old work in progress uh, projects from a little while ago and he uh, he sent one over to me and he just said, oh, do you, do you like this? And I thought it was really cool, even though he sort of felt a little bit like half-assed about it. Yeah. And I thought it was really dope. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on this. And we just sent it back and forth and that became what it was, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious about that. One of my favorite songs of yours is the Wii Shopping Channel, I think, sampling <laughs> remix of Drop yeah. Girl by Ice Cube, Red Food, yeah. and Chains. Like, yeah. I didn't even know that was a song. Uh, really? Until I heard your remix. It's pretty big. Uh, it's quite I'm a big not, song. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know current music, but at the same time, certain things just go over my head or I just miss yeah. it somehow. But uh, that. yeah, that, that remix is awesome. <laughs> Are you big <laughs> on video games? Oh, look, I was when I was a bit younger. Now, I guess my my uh, technology usage is dominated mostly by uh, producing. But yeah, back in the day, or back in the day, like, you know, when I was a bit younger, 14, 15, yeah, I was really big on video games. And uh, I don't know, I, I think, like, you know those like, SoundCloud accounts? Like, yeah, the one that, like, make audio jokes. It's, it's like the equivalent on SoundCloud to like YouTube poops on YouTube, if you know what that is. Yeah, um, and I just heard one person, I don't know, he, he just sampled the Wii Shop uh, music and he just like transposed it down or something. And for some reason that blew my mind. I thought that was really cool. So I was like, damn, I really gotta, I'm, I really gotta do something with this. Um, and uh, honestly, that was like one of my oldest tracks before it became that Ice Cube Red Foo and 2 Chains edit, uh, I put it online as a like a faster beat. I think this was before I was even Swindle, uh, and I called it Shopping Online. And then I took it down and like six months later, I just realized I had the project and I thought it sounded really cool when I slowed it down. So I slowed it down way more. And then I thought, you know what, a, a vocal would sound really cool on this. And who else than Ice Cube, 2 Chains and Red Foo? Uh, so I popped him on there and I don't know, I, I sort of liked it and I guess other people do too. It, it works really well at shows too because everyone, it, it, no one expects it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's really awesome. I'm glad I did that. I mean, it's a pretty simple edit, but I'm glad I, I, I have that in my stash now. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of my favorites. Like I say, it's a great track. Yeah, thank um, you. And speaking of those YouTube poop songs, I don't know if you've heard of this song. I was just listening to it because I, I have to go back all the time. It's like 15 seconds long. It's called Victory. It's by mm. this dude called Young Terror. And it's basically like the Pokemon Victory theme with yeah. ASAP Ferg's, what's it called? Dump Dump <laughs> over it. I'll have to yeah. listen to you after. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think I've, I, well, it might have been on my feed once. I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. 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 It sounds like something that would work. <laughs> so, what are your hobbies outside of music? 
Um, lately, not so much like anything, but beforehand, hmm. Let's see. I haven't been doing it much lately, but I want to get back into it. Ping pong is a thing that I really like doing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I like baking desserts, cheesecake mainly. Um, uh, let's see. God, hobbies. I'm a loser. Um, I just playing music, not producing music. I'm big on um, searching for really good burgers around around uh, our city. I can appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have this thing. Um, uh, it's Australia-wide. This like group on Facebook called the Fatties Burger Appreciation Society. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great, great group. There's almost like what? Well, it's crazy. It's like twenty-five thousand members now, and it's just essentially, yeah. It's like a thing where people take pictures of the burgers that they go and eat, and then they review it and. Uh, uh, they give the location, the cost, everything, so other people can go around uh, and try them out and stuff. And it's become such a big thing that like burger restaurants have actually started like offering discounts to members of the group and that sort of thing. It is. It's a pretty cool thing. So yeah, I mean, lately that that's been a, a thing that I've been doing. Yeah. When you uh, when you start doing your world tour, hopefully, which will happen in the future, you have to check out Tokyo because there's a couple Tokyo. of good places there. Burgers so, in Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple of good places. Um, oh, yeah, and of course, like Kobe, Kobe beef is like world famous. Okay, sweet. Yeah. How did it feel being approached by Film Noir to feature in the first of their Cinema Black series, which highlights yeah. young producers on the come up that they respect? Yeah, that's dope. I mean. I don't mean to be one of those guys like, oh, yeah, I followed them since whenever, but I think I was following them like from a pretty early on. Um, and so, yeah, like, I mean, a bunch of the dudes on the roster, I shouldn't name them, but I will. Uh, Chris, Oshi, Benjamin, uh, Dreamchild, Masego, Alexander Lewis, Deffy, pretty much all of them I really respect. And like, they're all crazy dope musicians. And so to be almost like, you know, promoted and pushed by a team of that like caliber yeah. is really like yeah it, it it really hits home for me and yeah like i said i've been listening to them for a long time so it's really cool to for them to to mess with my music when i've been messing with theirs for so long you know and like on top of that the guys who are on the compilation with me same thing there like to be included in a cluster of, of producers who in my mind are of such a high caliber yeah it's it's, it's really cool so yeah, it's awesome. Cool. You touched on this a little bit earlier about crowdfunding. Yeah, so you're relatively early in your career compared to some other producers that have used crowdfunding. Yeah. Talk me through yeah. how you planned your crowdfunder, why you went oh. Indiegogo, and how you knew you were at the right point in your career to be able to achieve it. Because yeah, you're quite early. Honestly, the last point, I didn't really think too much about it. It was a very, it was, it was very much an impulse thing. And now yeah. that I think about it, it, yeah, it could have been a bit too early. But I mean, it's not like I can do much about it now. Hopefully, I don't get too sidetracked. But I think it's cool. Like the whole, the whole, like um, the young dude who wants to get out to America thing has, like, on top of just me making music, has has sparked a bit of um, not just debate, but just inten- uh, attention in general. So I think a lot of people actually discovered me through other people pushing that that project. So I think that's that's really cool. But uh, how I went about it? I mean, I just saw. Like, I'm pretty sure that like. Again, Soul Action. Soul Action Instagram. Um, you, you see, you always see those videos of their shows and they're just like, just going off, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like really inspiring to see that like so many people can just gather in one spot and just like, you know, feel the same thing. Um, and I mean, it happens all over the world, but 
you know, it's such a niche right now. I, yeah. well, at least I feel like it is. Um, and yeah, for me to like have the opportunity to get over there and and satisfy that niche is, is like something I really want to do. So um, that's that's sort of what uh, drove me to to uh, do something like this because I really wanted to get out to America, but me being a lazy person and I just haven't worked for ages for not a proper job, you know. Um, I thought, you know, how, how can I make this easy for myself and like have, you know, push my music even further. It just, it seemed natural. Why don't I make an EP and, you know, try and get some funds off that so people can hear some more of my music. And uh, in return, I can get a little bit of funding to, to travel to the States next year. Uh, so I guess, yeah, that was, that was sort of my own intention with it. I picked Indiegogo to do that. There's like a bunch of them, you know, like GoFundMe. Um, yeah, and of course, Kickstarter. And yeah, Kickstarter. I think the reason why I chose Indiegogo was the fact that regardless of how much you raised, you could still receive your funds. Um, with uh, with Kickstarter, um, yeah, I think you have to you have to be um, yeah you have to be fully funded before you can receive any of the funds. Uh, and then with GoFundMe, I think you could do that as well. It's just the fees were really weird and also like, you know, elig eligibility things because I live in Australia and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I picked Indiegogo. Um, and on top of that, I mean, it's a pretty well-known uh, crowdfunding platform. So uh, it seemed like a good choice. And yeah, I guess the last bit was just just pushing it as much as possible, uh, you know, asking it. You know, not even asking, just like pitching the idea to a bunch of uh, producers, coincidentally, who are from the States uh, and, you know, seeing if they were on board with that idea. And I got a lot of like SoundCloud reposts and just general publicity from that, which is really, really cool. Um, and yeah, I guess that's sort of the, the, the crux of it. Yeah, and even dudes like Esther contributed as well to the... Um... Oh, and the, yeah, that was crazy. Like, uh, Joe Kay and, and Esther contributed, like, which is... I'm not sure if they just wanted the EP or if they were, like, on board with the idea, but I think, yeah, that, it's cool to see, like... a little so... bit of both, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah, it's cool to... Um, it's cool to see, like, someone who I consider to be, like, really up there, sort of... Not, like, coming down to my level or whatever, but, you know, like... Uh, Supporting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just to clarify, when I said earlier, I didn't mean it in a negative way. It was just to say that a lot of people in your position and at this stage in your career, I would say, might mm. be a little wary and might not oh, think no, that no, they'd no, be no, able no. to do it. But yeah. the way well, you set it up, like there's only like three um, perks. There's like the EP, the EP yeah. with the drum kit and the remix tracks and the EP yeah. in the stems. But it was such a smart and such a like neat little package. Yeah, it's like no wonder that it worked. Yeah, thank you. That's, no, no, no. yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to, yeah, I guess just offer like a, a, a good amount of content so that, you know, people could pick a choose if they wanted to. And yeah, I guess like showcase the stuff that I can do. And so, yeah, I've only just learned that I like really like making sample packs. Um, so I think I'm going to try and make a few more. And I've actually been approached by a pretty big, uh, I, I don't know if I should mention the name or not, but a, a, a fairly sizable um, uh, sample pack like company, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to produce like exclusive sample pack for us?" So I think that's yeah, it's cool and sort of open a few doors for me. So your first EP was made for the purpose of helping you get to America, and mm -hmm. you've now announced your second one, which I believe is called "Stay Simple, Go Broad." Yes. What? Someone got it right. <laughs> Yeah. How do they get it wrong? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just some people like <laughs> I put up that uh, that track with Montel 
And in the description, I wrote, shout out Montel 299 for this incredible idea. You are God and I'm just Sid. Um, this is a track off my um, my upcoming EP, mate. So yes, yeah, stay with it. And someone thought my EP was <laughs> called Mate. Someone thought it was called Mate. I was like, come on, give <laughs> me a bit of credit. But yeah, um, yeah, the upcoming EP is called Stay Simple, Go Broad. Yeah, so how has the process in creating that differed to making uh, Swindle Goes to America? Um, so I guess this one is sort of, yeah, more like I'm making an EP approach to the EP, whereas the Swindle Goes to America one was, it was a bit more of a compilation, like a compilation of tracks that I've done over a certain period of time. So uh, not only did I get to like, yeah, make some funds off of uh, a bunch of tracks for the, the campaign, but uh, I, I think it was a really cool way to like showcase, I guess, like almost the progression over time. Like uh, uh, the EP had um, tracks in there that were, you know, like finished a week before I released it. And then there was a track that I did like six months ago, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a really cool way to just sort of like show that how, how uh, I've become different or, or whatever uh, over a bunch of, over, over a certain period of time. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that's what I mean when I say it's more of a compilation, uh, whereas this one is all sort of, yeah, I'm creating this for the purpose of the EP. If you had to, you probably, I don't know if you can, but if you had to pick one song that defined you as an artist, it didn't have to be oh. from your own catalogue, but what would it be? Oh, this is, oh, that is a tough question. <laughs> um, uh, if you can't just say you can't, then we leave it, it's cool. Oh, no, 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 I want to answer this one. There's got to be a good, there's got to be a good one. Um, and some that would define, ooh. The thing is, I could make a decision now and change my mind later. Yeah. But, uh, oh, there's got to be one. Um, I guess the decision you make on the spot that matters most. Yeah. Uh, I think my tune ride session is a really good depiction of what the, the whole Swindell project pushes. The whole ride, the, the the tune that I did ride session, uh, it's it's a it's essentially just a, a jam, like a session. And whenever I play shows and whenever I like start out writing uh, songs or whatever, it, it's it's always impromptu. Most like it's pretty much always impromptu. I don't approach things with like a formula as such. I just mess around and see what works and what doesn't. And the whole ride session thing, like it's just a cluster of like, it's fun and that's what I want to push. Uh, I want to make people happy and have fun, you know, cause that's the way I feel. And if I can make other people feel that way, then, you know, no brainer. Awesome. Good choice. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest misconception people have about you or your music? Oh, oh. Me or my music? Mm. Yeah, I reckon there are a few. Um, I think people take me too seriously sometimes. I'm really sarcastic. For example, I published a post nine hours ago and I said, cool and edgy genres to implement in 2016. That was a great post. <laughs> and I wrote, <laughs> I just wrote, oh, yeah, it was me being a dickhead, right? And yeah. some, <laughs> some guys commented, the last thing music needs is more subgenres or something. And I was like, for God's sake, you can't be taking me seriously, can you? Like, I think, yeah, a lot of people, when I'm just being a, a, a twat, 
people just seem to think I'm serious and like I actually push really stupid ideas where I'm just being like I'm just mocking people a lot of the time that's something that people seem to get mixed up also a lot of people think that I'm way older than I am in person I'm really tall so people giving me ages from anywhere like 21 to 25 I'm 18 so um that's one other thing that people get mixed up sometimes and I do have eyes every photo that I have put up publicly, at least with Swindale stuff, my eyes are always closed. I assure you, I do have eyes and they do work. Okay, I've actually found one <laughs> where your eyes are just about visible and you took it <sighs> before you were heading to New Zealand. There's one eye, like, there's, it's, it's slightly oh, more yeah, than yeah, the yeah. crease that you have or the yeah. shape that you have. What's the reason yeah. for that? Is there, like, it's, it's cool and I think it's interesting and, like, especially with, like, the little, like, kawaii pose that you yeah. have uh, especially well, like in Japan the girls would love you but <laughs> what, what I don't know that? I, I it's honestly it's not like I I'm like uh, making a conscious decision to do it it's just how yeah. I feel most of the time you know yeah. like I just feel like that chirpy guy sometimes you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know and that's just like yeah that's I guess that's the, I, that's, that's that's the way my, my face molds uh, itself when I, when, I, when I feel that way, so, yeah. Oh, itself. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a new perspective on uh, faces. But, uh, yeah, I don't understand how anyone could take that pose wrong, especially you have kicks plus six decibels. That was my favourite <laughs> genre. And then, like, a whole bunch of people were coming in, like, uh, extra funny ones, too. Um, yeah. yeah. A, how, how I, I love doing this. Just talking smack with yeah. the people. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. How tall are you, then? I don't know. I haven't measured myself in, I don't know, a year or something, but I think like 190 centimeters ish. All right. So, like yeah. Or yeah. So, tall, yeah, taller than average. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not ridiculously tall. But yeah. yeah verging that, verging it, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the border, skirting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if you could change one thing about the scene that your music exists in, what would it be? Um. That could be anything from how SoundCloud handles stuff to comments on your stuff or fans or anything. Um, I, this this might be in Australia or like uh, back to when uh, Han, Han Han was talking uh, about like how it's sort of the same New Zealand, like how the scene for uh, more underground beat stuff isn't like as big in Australia. And this is two things. One, I wish it was a little bit bigger. And two. I think, especially with like the, the the party culture and stuff here, there's a lot of not prejudice but judgment. You know, like you know, you know, dance a particular way or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's all yeah. Pe- people put so much thought into having fun. You know, and I think that if people could just let go and enjoy music and stuff and like not have to worry about like upholding a particular social norm or you know that sort of thing, um, then I think the scene. For not just like beats, but just like for music, not even in Australia, just everywhere would be would be incredible. So uh, yeah, that's like the one thing I would change. Awesome. How have your parents and family taken to your success? Because I mean, um, going to America <laughs> of, of an EP, like, yeah, it, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing. I don't thing. know. It is. It's. It's. I'm. I'm quite shocked that even like half of this stuff is happening. You know, but uh, like. I don't know. I I think they've done a really good job of keeping me grounded, you know? Yeah. Because like, there's so much opportunity for me just to become full of ego or whatever. And 
I think, yeah, it's cool to have like a, a group who can sort of, yeah, yeah, keep you grounded. Um, they, I'm sure they're happy for me, but they also, you know, just want to make sure that things aren't blown out of proportion and, uh, you know, my head's up, not like not up in the clouds all the time, yeah, sort of thing. Be on the ground. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think in that respect, uh, I think what they're doing is probably the best thing that could be done for me you know it's really awesome to see the way they're handling it because you know this is a, a thing especially when i said before that my family in general isn't really that musical so yeah. not only is me doing music in general a new thing for them but you know having some success with it it's it's yeah it's completely uncharted territory for them um and yeah i think the way that they're handling it is, is pretty spectacular so yeah that's really cool man yeah it is so it's all. what artists should we be on the lookout for Artists. Oh, um, all right. So, Montel's 29.9, you guys all know him. If you don't, you will soon, because I guarantee he's the next to blow. Uh, I could say the same thing about Monty Booker. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. the, Yeah, he's incredible, incredible. Um, let's see, what else is really changing the game right now? Um, Herzeloid, I think, is, is doing some pretty incredible stuff uh, as well. We've got um, a bunch of producer buddies from the States that I sort of work with and talk to and stuff, like Cogway, uh, Harris Cole. Um, yeah, he's a cool dude. So yeah, I'll, just a lot of the guys who are sort of are really underrated at the moment. Um, yeah, there's so many of them, I couldn't even begin to list, but uh, hang on, I've got to pick one more. I've got to pick one more. Who is really doing incredible stuff right now? Um, mm, mm. There's too many, I can't pick from. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, not at all. Uh, who's the like last person that you found and been like, okay, this is someone who's onto something? Oh, um, the last person I found, there's this uh, guy that I've been sort of vibing with lately. He's from Austria, I think, uh, called Mo Vibes. And is that M O? Yeah, M O V I B E Z. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think he just hit me up on SoundCloud one day with a message, just being like, uh, you know, hey, check my music out, you know, like one of those things. And you know, uh, now that I get like a few of those messages, I, I tend to get a little bit like, uh, you know, just another one of these things. But like, I, I feel like I owe. Uh, I owe it to whoever's sending the message to, you know, have a listen because it was not long ago that I was in that position, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I always give people a listen and, you know, I get a lot of average stuff, but I, this, yeah, this guy just sent me a track biz and I was really like, you know, I was pretty impressed. And then I looked at like all his other stuff on SoundCloud and he, yeah, it was really consistent and he had like a really distinguishable sort of signature and style. Um, so I just reposted like half of his page and he's been coming out with some really, really cool stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for him. Good, that's probably how I've heard of him because I, I recognize him. Yeah. So he's probably from that repo session. <laughs> yeah. So beyond the EP and US tour, what are your plans for the next 12 months? Okay, uh, well, <clears throat> it's 12 months, I guess. I'm, I'm sort of 
I don't like using the term recruiting, but like, yeah, getting a little bit more help uh, with the, the business or the, the, the official side of things. Uh, so uh, getting a booking agency um, and just, yeah, setting like a plan up with my manager and stuff. Um, and also I'm looking at trying to do Europe as well. Um, so like we've had uh, a few um, requests coming in from uh, France and London and stuff. So I would really like to get out there uh, if possible, when possible. Um, and lastly, but not leastly, uh, a, I would really like to finish up an album by late next year. Um, sort of in you know the same fashion that Major Lazer did. You know how they have all those features on like every single track? Yeah. I really want to be able to work with like tons and tons of people Big and small, you know, guys who really influenced me, and I'm really like, you know, digging, uh, and yeah, do like a big album, um, yeah, with a bunch of collaborations. Maybe run a few like vinyls and stuff. Yeah, I, I'd really like to be able to put together my first like, you know, big, solid, cohesive work. So that's a big, uh, big aim for next year. Awesome. That's it for the questions. Thanks a lot for the interview. Hey. Thank you for having me. It's been been dope.